Tires and Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! James Taylor, what the hell are you doing in here? Seeing about prostitutes to the children. Get out of here! I'm Kiss. She's torture. And we're here to save the world from a paranormal sexual event. I have so many questions. So, uh, as you can see, my family's here, and uh, it's it's game night. We're playing sex. There it goes. Boy, there's a lot of episodes of this show lately that start with "There it goes" because it's me. <laughs> there just, it is. It's me just friggin' waiting for my thing to start recording. <laughs> Come on, Odyssey, get with it. Make it faster. Yeah, it's partly my computer needs... Well, not it's not just you. It's my end, too. Like, oh, sure. There will be times where yours will start and mine will start mm-hmm. maybe <clears throat> two seconds later. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I uh, We had an episode not too long ago I had to do a ton of editing on because my end kept, like jumping like it almost like it would freeze up and i would keep talking and it would like miss some words or whatever it's weird this is too broke did you go back did you go back over it and like re-record over bits no i just i i just cut chunks up a little it was weird Uh, it was a couple episodes back people that listen know what i'm talking about uh at least in a couple spots it was pretty obvious but i couldn't really all three of them all three of them i couldn't do anything (laughs) about it this is two broke geeks i'm matt I'm Justin. And we are recording, just to get super geeky thing out of the way that has nothing to do with anything Justin cares about, we are recording on First Contact Day. Hey, you don't know, I mean, I don't care in terms <laughs> of like, like, oh, fuck that shit. Right. But it's cool. I saw your post. Yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. Uh, yep. Star Trek, First Contact, um, April 5th, uh... Oh, God, I'm drawing a complete blank on the year that they say in the movie Star Trek First Con. It's April 5th, 24... <sighs> well, I can't remember. I've got to look it up. Star Trek First Con. I'm looking it up right now. I'm, I'm going to Memory Alpha, which is like the official Star Trek wiki. Uh, 2063 so 63 years from now uh no not not even 63 years from now jesus i'm way behind the times i was like 63 years from now 2021 so 41 42 42 years from now is supposedly gonna be uh first contact day when uh zephram cochran achieves warp one with the flight of the phoenix which attracts the attention of the vulcans and helps usher in the age of the federation you nerds! I know. Let's see. I'm 30, so in 40-something years, 42 years, I'll be 75. Hopefully, I'll still be alive for actual First Contact Day. <laughs> you and I sitting on a porch <laughs> talking about First Contact Day. I'm going to be just sitting there going, all right, those Vulcans need to show up any minute now. <laughs> Anytime now. <laughs> Anytime now. It's going to happen. Because <laughs> over the past however many years, I've convinced myself that this is not a fictional event depicted in a movie. <laughs> it's actual future history. <laughs> it's going to happen, I swear. The dragons, they're coming. The dragons, I swear, they're coming. They're going to be here really soon. They're going to be awesome. Now what kind of pizza do you want? What? He hasn't even ordered the pizza yet. Uh, I ended up watching the uh, Fantastic Easter special, the South Park Fantastic <laughs> Easter special yesterday on Easter. Not the as good Jubicabra. as I Cobra. No, 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 no. That's, that's a different one. Uh, the Fantastic Easter special is, is the one where um stan finds out that his dad is part of a secret cult oh yeah the the hair club for men men, yeah that they protect the secret that saint peter was actually a rabbit (laughs) yeah uh i i keep confusing it like because like for some reason sometimes those episodes i think of the one where cartman is dressed up as a rabbit and put out for the jubicabra this 
the wait, isn't that the, that's the same episode? Nope, nope, definitely not. Is it not? Nope. That is that in Passion of the Jew? Maybe Passion? No, hang on, I gotta look this up. Jubacabra. Because no, the Fantastic Easter special. The only thing in it that was really funny uh, to me was it had a priest from New York or something like that that kept saying everybody was going against God even to the point when Jesus shows up and is like no <laughs> see Peter was a rabbit and he's like get that blasphemer he's going against the church and against God and Jesus cuts him in half with a throwing star <laughs> uh Jubicabra that's its own episode know. isn't it Jubicabra I'm trying to well I could have sworn to because I thought it was uh uh South Easter Big Easter Egg Hunt because there's a store that's trying to do a special with Easter eggs. Uh, rumors of a dangerous beast lurking in the woods. Carmen tries to warn everyone. No, uh, that's not the episode I watched. No, nope. no one believes. But there, what was the B? There was a B plot. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know what the B plot of that one was. <laughs> but I just like Cartman being like having like Jew blood thrown on him as a rabbit <laughs> is sacrificed. So funny. <laughs> No, that's not the one I watched. The one I watched was not uh, one of their stronger episodes. Actually, it turned out so. Yeah, that one wasn't like it, because they were there like ninjas in that. Mm-hmm. Like, trying yeah, to the take Vatican. Over. Yeah. yeah, the Vatican sends ninjas to kill all the men dressed as the Easter Bunny <laughs> in the yeah yeah Jubacabra season sixteen episode four. That's what. That's not the one I watched. Oh, I watched the one oh, actually Easter. titled Fantastic Easter Special. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I keep waiting for them to just be done. Like after that last, uh, that last semi-par, like season uh, special. I'm just like, okay, you guys can be done now. Yeah, but they still have like, a I whole think... season coming up. That's what they say. That is what they say. Uh, I guess I believe them because didn't they get a? Well, I can't remember if they got a contract or not to finish out a few more seasons. Well. Since we're talking about subpar things, I don't know if you watched it, but this past <laughs> this past weekend they put out the trailer for um, tr- uh, Space Jam Two. I watched a teeny bit of it and was like, "Nope, no thanks, pass." It's, it. <laughs> I I got up of- to the part where I got up to the part of the trailer where LeBron James had just crashed into the internet no he had gotten further than the internet he had been sent to actual looney tune land and was animated and was something about getting them to play oh he said uh now shoe and sam shot daffy duck and i'm like uh and I'm like, no, this is all just not. But I know for a fact, uh, I did see all the stuff going around about how eventually, like, you see pretty much everything Warner Brothers owns in one shot. <laughs> I made the joke that this is not Looney Tune. This is not uh, Space Jam. This is uh, Ready Player One, the EA Sports Edition. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. literally, it's because it's like, okay, yeah, you have the two teams of Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. but they seem to really focus more on all the other properties because they like start it's like Tron with Looney Tunes and other stuff because mm-hmm. Don Cheadle I guess is the bad guy who steals Don Cheadle is the internet or something yeah like that. and he steals like LeBron James son uh, and he's like oh if you want your son back you gotta play basketball and like send him and it's like a whole designation of different worlds and they send him to Toon World but then there's like you see like the mystery machine Pennywise, mm-hmm. Clockwork Orange, like Iron That's Giant. Super putting the Droogs and Pennywise in there is really weird. It's so bizarre. It's there's like a scene where they're choice. like, there's like one scene where they're like, it's like the Toon Squad, the the Goon Squad, like the guys are gonna fight, they're gonna play off against. And there's like he's like doing this one guy is just doing like a weird dribble thing, and you see the Droogs right behind him, like um, mm-hmm. what it's. So I, it's a, this is also, it's also a pass for me because it's not Looney Tunes. It's just all of Warner Brothers, it's a properties under the veil of, oh, it's being run by the Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I, I could not get behind it at all. 
Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. Well, did you see the second trailer for uh, Black Widow? Nope. It's extremely generic. <laughs> yeah, you know why I didn't watch it? Because I know I'm not going to... Yeah, because I know I'm not going to watch it. It's... And the, what's really funny is I watched that second trailer and everyone's like all up and about it being like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I'm like, it looks extremely... Gen- it looks just as generic as the first one. Mm-hmm. And nothing about this makes me care. I'll watch it at some point. Probably, but not behind a paywall of thirty dollars. No, uh, definitely right not now. behind a paywall yeah. of thirty bucks. No, for sure. It, it, um, it's just, it, yeah, it just looks so bland. The, the next Marvel project that interests me is actually the one that got a trailer just this morning, which is a good thing we had to wait till today to record so we get to talk about it. Is that new Loki trailer? Yeah. I'm sold. I'm down. Yeah, and this is the one we were both kind of like, uh, Loki, more Loki, really? And then I think I was more excited about the teaser than you were. So when I texted you yeah. that the trailer really hooked me, I was surprised that you said it got you too. <laughs> well, like that first trailer, I just didn't care that much. I was like, I need more. Like sure. this, knowing this being more and and it's what i text you too like seeing it more flushed out of what we're expecting and seeing kind of the relationship between loki and owen wilson's time cop Mm -hmm. uh character and stuff i'm like okay cool and then when i text you being like you know this opens a whole new set of rules and stuff they can make limited series on anything out of this if they wanted to and i'd be all for it because it's a very streamlined way to make it happen it is pretty interesting that they went ahead and were like hey uh you picking up the tesseract uh it i mean that's the whole thing right he took the tesseract he broke the timeline and now they're like all right you've got to help us fix the timeline I, my personal favorite, my personal favorite moment in this trailer is he gets sent down to he has to sign like a bunch of stuff and it's like this giant thing of paper and a guy's like okay you have to sign this just telling us that this is everything you ever said and he's like this is l- ridiculous and another piece of paper comes out he puts it on top he's like yes you gotta sign that too <laughs> that was really good um it was a little bit dumb, but I did enjoy uh, when Owen Wilson is like, uh, you're Loki. Stab- you've literally stabbed people in the back like 50 times. And Loki's like, well, I'm not. Oh, that's what it was. Loki's like, come yeah. on. You do- you seem like you don't trust me very much. You're Loki. You've literally stabbed people in the back like 50 times. Well, then I'm not going to do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually very, I'm like, I'm very curious because they showed a lot of places. I'm very interested that they're going to besides the whole CD, CB Cooper, Mm -hmm. like bit, like some of them are like on other planets, uh, with weird characters. So I'm actually, and one of them still looks like it's him in, um, in black widow for something. (laughs) Yeah, um, there's a lot, I mean, a whole lot going on, really. Um, It was kind of hard to, he looks like they're going to do more realm hopping. Like, it definitely looks like he's going to different realms. He definitely looks like there's going to be some Earth-based time travel involved. Yeah. And it looks like Loki's also going to go into business for himself at some point. He's like, ah, because he does the whole, like, I'm ten steps ahead of you, like, the whole mm-hmm. bit. So I'm assuming there's going to be, by the end of the series, it's going to be like Time Cops versus Loki for some reason or another. Oh, probably, yeah. I imagine um, he is not going to stay in their employ, <laughs> really. Yeah. like Well, he... And- or their servitude or whatever. Like, I'm very stoked, but at the same time, I'm kind of hoping that they don't overplay this. Mm-hmm. Because everyone, like, as soon as this trailer came out, everyone got horny again for Tom Hiddleston 
like everyone and I'm like cool we're gonna deal with this for probably years on end again <laughs> just uh, when it finally calmed down <laughs> maybe I I think this is pretty close to the end of Loki's story at this point just based on the slate they have coming up I don't exactly see because so far at least uh, they've got Shang-Chi uh, Captain Marvel 2 uh, the, Immor- the Eternals, Eternals um, Blade Blade is somewhere in there. Fantastic Four is somewhere in there. Third Spider-Man. Third Spider-Man. I don't see a play, especially since he is not the prime Loki. He is variant Loki. In fact, I love how they label him as variant. It says variant right across his jumpsuit when he's in prison there. So, um, Overall, something to look forward to in July. June. Uh June, I mean. Yeah, yeah you're right. June, June. June wow. 6th. Uh... I don't know. The, the, what's really weird is, like, on April Fool's Day, they announced a bunch of projects that either got moved or just canned and all together. Well, and, uh, and I'm like, that was a horrible timing. Well, Warner Brothers, actually, yeah, two, they announced, in yeah, terrible timing, is they're not going forward with... The trench, the trench project which whatever and they're also not going forward with new gods which again to me i know a lot of people were looking forward to it to me it's eh, i wasn't really super excited I was, about new gods i was super excited about the trench because i was like horror movie underwater yeah sure i i like that was one of the few things i liked about aquaman was how they portrayed the trench hmm so I would have loved that they explored as as like its own thing, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. But then like a bunch of other stuff just got pushed. Um, Mortal Kombat is now like a week later, yeah. which I'm still stoked about. Yeah, this I mean movie. a week is not a big deal. It really isn't. But there was like some other ones that they didn't say anything specifically why. But I think because of how movies are being slated now these days, it's pretty much expected that it's going to be free form keep moving things along until finding a day to actually kind of fit it in. Mm-hmm. I'm actually excited because they announced on May 4th that uh, the May, the, their unofficial Star Wars day or whatever that they're putting out uh, the new Star Wars animated show The Bad Batch. That's May... Wait, what day is that again? May 4th? Is May that 4th. Just... Okay, yeah. Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, which I know you haven't watched it, but it's like the rogue group of clone troopers yeah, that are like genetically I've, enhanced. Yeah, I've really got to get caught up on that. It's a great. Yeah, if you get a chance, I, I've, I've got so many that show things so on my plate for watching right now. It's and yet here we are, always going back to South Park, Star Trek. <laughs> well, th- well, my Star Trek is actually Star Trek because I'm still watching Deep Space Nine, which I had never seen all of. Okay, and then yeah. I'd seen bits and pieces of it. And then actually after I'm done Deep Space Nine, I'm going to watch Voyager, which I have never seen a single episode of that I can recall. I've never seen Voyager. So, and I'm over here watching Impractical Jokers. Watch some of that from time to, you know what I, you know, when I watch that actually, and people that listen are going to be like, Oh, that explains the quality of the show. I put Impractical Jokers on while I'm dragging the little piece. Like I'll, I'll pause in Practical Jokers. I'll listen to make sure, like, I'll be like, okay, that's a sk- it, and then I'll turn it back on, and then I'll slide all the bits and pieces of the show around so they match up again, and then I'll pause it again, and then I'll listen and make sure it matches up. <laughs> well, nerd. I know. It, it's fun. Like, I'm, I just watched the episode where um, <laughs> I could not stop laughing, where... um. Saul Sal's punishment is he's uh working at a restaurant with like first he's wearing like dizzy goggles while he's just serving like glasses of water. Uh, And then they they put him in the chair and spin him around in circles and he just falls. (laughs) And then he goes on the little like the little spinner toy that you play with the kid and he immediately runs into a wall and like loses his shoe. That was really funny. I love it. I love them so much. (laughs) 
just he comes out from behind that curtain and immediately just falls over and drops everything because he's so dizzy. <laughs> so great. Oh god, <coughs> it's so funny. Like that one, and then the one where uh, Se- uh where Joe is painted into the side of a wall uh, at a university, <laughs> and then but he then has he's to come forced and give to give the a whole speech. tour. Yeah, but while he's half naked. It's so stupid and so funny. Oh my god. So awesome. Alright, speaking of so stupid, which is an interesting segue, but I can't help it because Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, so good. I loved so... it a lot, but my segue with so stupid is yeah. I cannot deny the fact that parts of this movie are so goddamn stupid. It really, no, like, I, I'm in the same boat. Uh, this movie I was a... I loved it a, so much, but it was yeah. so dumb. <laughs> yeah, this movie, I love it so much for the sole reasons that anyone who goes in is expecting. You want to <laughs> see giant monsters fight, and that's what you, you got. The if you... center of the Earth is like a whole other planet with a sun in the middle yeah. of the Earth. With a temple apparently built by giant ancient gorillas it's like where did yeah they build it's that great temple <laughs> like it's one of those things where like i could nitpick that fact oh, but part of me is like it. i don't I give a shit i yeah. think it's funny and weird and dumb as shit but i love it it's it's one of those things where like the overall and co- basically because i've been seeing a lot of people the human aspect of this movie as always is garbage sure but i don't our buddy johnny was complaining about that on twitter a little bit and um i i get his point a little bit that you should care about the human characters but you know uh right before godzilla versus kong i watched the original godzilla versus mecha godzilla from 1976 or 77 i can't remember it's awful it's really bad and you want to talk about not giving a shit about the human characters holy moly did i i fast forwarded through like the entire middle part of the movie because it's just that woman and the like scientist with the statue on the cruise being chased by the monkey aliens yeah well they're because they have to go use it to uh, to unleash king caesar yes and it was so boring i was like just Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Oh, God, there's Mechagodzilla, finally. See, uh, so... <laughs> the what, movie stops for a musical number to wake up yeah. King Caesar. <laughs> yeah, as always. <laughs> so Godzilla like, versus yeah. Kong, anyway. Yeah, but yeah, but like, yeah, so th- I want to do the negative stuff out of the way, because mm-hmm. the negative sure. is I really did not care at all about the human aspects of this. It has a great cast. Like well, except Millie for Bobby Brown. except for uh, Julian Dennison, Hollywood really needs to make stop trying to make Julian Dennison happen. Can we please? Stop? Yeah, I saw he was in. I was like, ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I didn't care much about the whole. Like, I I don't know. I felt like Millie Bob Millie role in this was so minor. She's good, to but before. it's wicked reduced. It's wicked reduced and also kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Like she becomes like the angsty, like the angsty uh, kid is like, I'm not gonna do what my dad says because I know what's right, and like follows rant, just does. I'm a bad girl. Watch me break in the shit. Mm-hmm. Like find this podcaster, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what was interesting about this is the there was actually one piece that I was actually kind of mad that they for that they didn't explain very well. Uh, it's skipping all the way towards the end mm-hmm. where you find out Mecha Godzilla's in this and he's being he's being controlled by this company that has put a King Ghidorah head in the mech and then another head skull is being Pacific rimmed somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. The I don't know if you caught this, but the guy that they you the guy who was controlling Mecha Godzilla that's the son, the, the actor, that's Ren Suizawa, who is the son in the film of the guy who kills himself to re- bring back Godzilla in King of the Monsters. No, I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, that's his son. And I'm like, why? Like, I'm like, so it'd be nice if there was like something to tell us, like, 
why is he pissed at Godzilla? Like, does he blame Godzilla for his dad's death? Like, I thought it was weird. You mentioned the one Ghidorah skull is in the Mecha Godzilla, and the other. I thought it was weird that even though they were dead, they were still psychically linked to each yeah. other. That part yeah. bothered me. Uh, it bothered me because one's literally just a hollowed out skull. That the guy How is does sitting that work? in, like, and he's yeah. psychically connected to the skull, which is psychically. And I was like, that's a little dumb, and I don't like it, but. I was pleasantly surprised at how Mecha Godzilla looked on screen because the toy of that Mecha Godzilla from J- uh, Jack Specific is, it's it is hot garbage, and so is the pop based on that. Yeah, but on screen he looked really good. The animation uh, of all three Godzilla Kong and Mecha Godzilla was really good. I was fairly impressed. I was fairly impressed with like how much action they through in this mm-hmm. film like which is exactly what this film needs because again no one gives a shit about the human aspect they bit uh the getting the two together right um and it's just godzilla being pissed because he hears mecha godzilla working mm-hmm. and it's confusing everyone um but yeah the fights with the, on the in the ocean that was so cool but that was another one of those things where <laughs> how are they standing on the boat? How are they standing on the boat? And then the other thing, like it's the small little things that like I nitpick at, but I ultimately don't care about. Like, am I crazy or did Kong and Godzilla's scale change a lot during the, I feel like they were three different sizes throughout the film. I feel like that. I've always felt that in these and all across the board with all the Godzilla Kong films because on the boat, they were both huge, but they were still standing on the deck of that boat. Yeah. But then in the city, they were both almost as big as the buildings. <laughs> yeah. I, I've i never... I've had, I've had the same issue with just regular Godzilla and Kong, mm-hmm. Skull Island, and King of the Monsters. It feels like they always kind of mm-hmm. change their size depending on it. But man, that fight scene in Japan—it was a uh, Hong Kong actually. A uh, Hong China, Kong, just yeah. so good. It was wicked good, and Godzilla won. Hooray! Yes, he Hooray. beat Kong pretty much to death, and the only reason Kong came back to life is because um, they pulled the same trick that they did in Godzilla: King of the well, Monsters. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, Skarsgård's character used his little ship as a defibrillator to kickstart the. I got, I gotta say, like as much as and how ridiculous and funny Hollow Earth is, mm-hmm. um, I really liked Kong fighting the war bats. Dude, I, I'm, I liked it. I just because it was dumb doesn't mean yeah. I didn't like it. it was oh no, it's dumb, I, but I really liked it. But I, th- I could, I'm gonna tell you right now, I could not stop laughing at the weird turkey bats. <laughs> That were surrounding Kong in the in his throne room. Yep. Those things are hideously he was doofy. So hideous and so dumb. Um, uh, I, but now I, I want loved... a whole movie in Hollow Earth. Like I want to destroy all monsters in Hollow Earth. I loved King Kong basically wielding Stormbreaker. Yeah, uh, great. That was pretty awesome. I like this. <laughs> this movie also did the whole thing where a lot of fans. Uh, over the last couple of years, uh, the last couple of films were so negative about. It. It's like, why can't they fight in the day? Mm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm personally, I'm like, I don't give a two shits. But seeing like how beautiful it was, seeing them fight in Hong Kong as it goes into day. Yeah, I care and, a little bit only because, and actually, you and I talked about this very recently though uh, with godzilla Godzilla 2014 is a dark ass movie that i literally had to change the settings on my tv to see (laughs) yeah i don't know what the deal is with that Mm -hmm. because i had the same issue i didn't have that like i don't know if it was just the way it was shot i think it's it's part uh the way it's shot and part color grading uh yeah it was very hard Mm -hmm. um but yeah overall like in if we're if we're scaling the MonsterVerse films of, like, best to worst kind of deal, I kind of put this, like, maybe below King of the Monsters. Like, I think. Hmm. 
It's hard. Cause I've like, only seen it once, so it's really hard for me to say. Um, it's pretty hard to beat uh, King of the Monsters just in terms of Godzilla versus Ghidorah. All right. So, if they were to... Because this is the hashtag going around right now that Snyder fans are all upset hashtag about. Hashtag the... restore the monsterverse. Yeah. If they were to continue, what would be the next movie you would want to see them do? Um, let's see. Godzilla's already fought Ghidorah in this universe. And Mothra's already been in this universe. Let's say... Uh, ooh... Gigan. Ooh, Gigan. Mm-hmm. See, I went, I I I went with uh, with Hedora. Okay. Because I think it would be hilarious to see like, uh, see like a man-made pollution monster. Like up, give him a little bit of an update. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but have like a like the whole like have a great big ass pollution monster from the fight. Be kind of fun. But the guy game would be pretty sweet. I want to see them try to explain it though with the like the with the, the chainsaw running in his stomach. <laughs> yeah, that would work. Yeah, I could be down with that. Either way, either way, this was a a slam dunk. Like I love it. I'm definitely probably gonna watch it again within the next couple days. Yeah, I could need to great. watch it again sometime soon. Yeah, because then the other, th- then we had our new episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was ah, so much fun. I liked this one, but I didn't like it as much as the other two, only because I think this episode had too much going on in it. Uh, I say fun because it was fun for some of the for what they did with it, but yeah, I have to agree because there was I. I like that they went to Madripoor. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Baron Zemo doing a little dance. Oh, God, that was funny. However, He's like, well, as funny as that was, I almost would have preferred they cut that scene out and spend just a little teeny bit more time with Sharon explaining why she has turned into such a cynical asshole. Yeah, like, that would be nice. I understand that Sharon is upset because uh, when she helped Cap and Sam so they could help Bucky, that made her an enemy of the state because it broke the Sokovia Accords. But she also never got a pardon, and Bucky got a pardon, and Bucky did horrible shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then when she's like, oh, the stars and stripes and heroes and all that, that's like a lie. That's like, you didn't feel like that in, I don't know. I feel like they should have just given a little bit more. I was, so yeah, we were talking, I was talking about it with a couple people and someone was like, what if she's the power broker? And I'll be like, you know, it would not, I would not put it past them. Mm-hmm. To, to say that if they went ahead and be like, oh, she was the power broker the whole time. But, I don't know, something about it's kind of bizarre. I felt like this... I felt like this episode kind of crammed a little too much juxtaposition. Because mm-hmm. it was like, first they did the whole, like, okay, which I... When them talking about was funny, but then having it, like, shown at the same time, uh, the whole... Like, hypothetically, if I were to break Zemo out... <laughs> I liked like, that a lot. <laughs> I, I liked the idea, but I really didn't like them showing it afterwards, like, as it's going on. Because it sounds like, what did you do? And I kind of like the idea that it's just a whole hypothetical, and then Zemo just shows up. Yep. And it's like, oh no, there he is. Like, I think that would have been better slash funnier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I understand, but then when they went and found, like, the... The chemist. Yep. Uh, and it's like, yeah, there's 20 of them out there. Like, I felt like there was just, they threw a lot at us. Um, it, it was weird. Like, I really like this because I, mm-hmm. the, first of all, the fact that they put, I was, I was surprised they put Madripoor in this. Yes. 
which I'm like, cool, this is perfect. Good way to kind of build up like more villain area. Uh, and then the, I love the bit at the end where Bucky meets up with a member of the Royal Guard from Wakanda. Yeah, that is AO or IO, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, of the Dora Milaje yeah. who comes to get Zemo. Um, and I'm like, so I'm hoping the next episode is like a big ass fight scene. I don't think, I think, because the Dora Milaje could have just come and taken Zemo away. Like, they have that power. Yeah. The Dora Milaje, we know, are like super good fighters. And uh, even though Bucky is really good at fighting and Sam is really good at fighting, all of the Dora could take them so they could have shown yeah. up and taken zemo i think the fact that she shows up and like lures bucky into the alley oh i think it, based on his time in wakanda i the dora probably respect bucky and want to give him the opportunity, the opportunity to, to surrender him to surrender him or to explain himself and stuff like that because obviously they're working with Zemo who did kill T'Chaka so yeah. <clears throat> I don't know other stuff in this episode I really liked uh, I did really like Baron Zemo finally having like his mask uh, I find it even in- though it felt very weird how they went about it he hid it from Sam and Bucky for well, some no. reason, because when he found yeah. it in the car, he just stuffed it in his bag. He put it on when he blew up those dudes at the end, but then he took it off again before he picked Sam and Bucky up in the car. Yeah, it was like such a weird usage mm-hmm. of it. It's like either go full on mask and run off and do Zemo things, or mm-hmm. because, I, and I feel like it was just the case of the stunt man who's gonna do all the fighting portions. Maybe. Uh, or we could find out there's something going on with it because I think there's a lot going on that we haven't figured that we haven't heard about yet. Because uh, we also found out in this episode that Zemo clearly was trying to destroy super soldiers even before uh, Sokovia was yeah. destroyed because he talked something about you know uh, tracking down the Winter Soldier program for years. So he. And he also said something about, like, do you really want to live in a world with a whole bunch of red skulls or something like that? So the, the whole his whole um thing, uh, his whole bit on the plane mm-hmm. is actually probably one of my favorite things in this episode, because like first he like take he gets a hold of Bucky's notebook mm-hmm. uh, and forces Bucky to be like, oh, you can't come to turn. You're still trying to right the wrongs you did. Uh, undermine, and then he like weirdly agrees with Sam, but then immediately Cause, turns because they're around. fighting over Marvin Gaye. Because uh, yeah. Sam's like, you didn't, you don't like Marvin Gaye. You didn't listen to, uh, shit. What was the name of that album? I can't remember now. And then Zemo is like, you know, he's right. Like it does capture the African American experience, and I love Sam, even though he's totally out of line. He is correct. Yeah. <laughs> But like even like even his whole conversation after that, where he's like talking about like Captain America, like the idea of Captain America, why mm-hmm. he thinks like Bucky, uh, like uh, he was gave up the shield. Yeah, and and it's like I'm like I'm like Zemo's got a point. Well, I also like later on when Sam mentions something about like I can't, you know, how many after they find out about the whole Super Soldier program, and because the the Doctor that was making the the super soldier serum said something about we had a you know i was hired by the cia who had a semi-stable uh sample of the serum from somebody's blood and that somebody is isaiah who we saw in the last episode so sam gets mad about that and he says you know i think i made a mistake giving it to the museum i should have just destroyed it and then Bucky says, um, no, Sam, like, Amer- you know, the world still needs, or, you know, the country still needs a Captain America, that Captain America can't be Walker. And before you destroy that shield, I'm going to take it from him myself. Um, I don't think they're trying to set up. I, I think some people think 
that means Bucky's going to be Captain America. I still think it's going to be Sam by the end of the series. I think... I still hope it's Sam. I just think Bucky is sort of trying to get through... Because I don't think Bucky wants to be Captain America. I think Bucky knows that Steve picked Sam for a reason, and Bucky cares what Steve thinks. And I think... by I think he's just trying to get Sam to realize that it's got to be Sam, not Walker. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be interesting going forward because we also did see a little. The, he wasn't in it much, but Walker, oh, like God, starting to get a little unhinged in this episode. Such where a he's, dick. Where they're uh, getting the civilians, and he's that one civilian that we know speaks English because we saw him speak English to the Flag Smashers in the last episode, but he refuses yeah. to speak anything but German to... to uh, and John just <laughs> pins him. And so John has to call the other guy over, um, Battlestar, Battlestar, and Battlestar <laughs> speaks German, and he's like, well, he doesn't know, and John's like, don't you know who I am? He pulls like... The- that. That's where it's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Steve would never. So, uh, yeah, overall, I'm very excited where this is going. I I hope this kind of this next episode kind of amps it up a little mm. bit in the at least more action, less juxtaposition. Yeah. Have you heard aspect? the fan theory that is going around this week? Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, what's I the like fan it. theory? I like it and it makes sense. Uh, Sharon is the power broker. We, we were just talk. We were just mentioning that earlier. Or I don't know if I cut oh, out. Oh, you might have cut out. Yeah, because because I was saying I was talking to my buddy, and he te- and we were, he was like, "What if she's the power broker?" And I'm like, "Um, I was like, I I would not be surprised, honestly, mm-hmm. with the way Marvel's been running things." Yeah, and it because obviously Sharon worked for the CIA. That guy was hired by the cia then he got blipped away and when he came back that program was over but sharon already lived in madripoor by that point yeah uh so she could have hired him especially since so far she just says she's an art dealer which and yeah she has like all the yeah, she has like all the original arts, and like, yeah. like, Fa- like Falcon's just mm-hmm. kind of like, Sam's just going through his phone, like, no way. It's like, what does it say? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, god damn. Yep. Yeah, I would. Li- yeah, I would not be surprised with Sa- with uh with Sharon and getting also, so high up there. She says something at the end of the episode when that other woman picks her up about. Oh yeah, it's like we have a real problem now. Yeah, and it's like, what real problem? What's she talking about? Like. Yeah, but the, but but the but that wouldn't make sense for the because mm-hmm. power broker kind of already knows and mm-hmm. like so it seems kind of weird if she's now like it be it makes it sound like she's just realizing it like where how many super soldiers and stuff when she no she, I power think, broker I'm thinking maybe she thinks the problem to her the problem would be. Not only because Zemo killed that guy um, as part yeah. of Zemo shot him dead. So, but also if Sam and Bucky and Zemo are out to do away with the super soldier serum, because obviously none of them want more super soldiers going on. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it, it'll be interesting going forward. Like, if Sharon doesn't show up at much more in this season just to be revealed as Power Broker, I'm like, okay. But yeah, I wouldn't. Like I said, I would not be too surprised. I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't be that surprised if it was her. Yeah. Um, oh, and the other thing we didn't talk about is uh, the uh, leader of the Flag Smashers. There, she. Oh, Carly. Carly Morgenthal. Oh. She. Uh, crossed the line because I guess the Flag Smashers had never killed anybody before and then she blew up that building full of people. 
Yeah, to get all their medical supplies. Even though they had it's already like they stolen don't... them. They had just they had taken everything they needed and were just driving away and she And she just decided no, they've they need to pay for whatever Well, because her her friend died oh. of tuberculosis earlier in the episode because Yeah, it's like you had all of these medical supplies here and you refused to not give it help you. You help refused people. to help, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's gonna this is where it's getting interesting because as far as we know the mm-hmm. I mean power the flag smashers are sort of villains mm-hmm. I mean Carly I think now well, it just she, became a straight, she's up, straight villain. up because her buddy there yeah. was like what did you do what? those were there were people in that building like he yeah. was not down with the fact that she blew them up so as far as we know at least Carly Morgenthau mm-hmm is the only real bad guy plus probably the power broker. Yeah, and plus, I think by the end, there's no way Zemo doesn't somehow double-cross Bucky Zemo's and Sam. Zemo's got it. Yeah, there has to be a moment. Yeah. I will say, I, I did like the little callback where they get in Zemo's car and Sam's in the backseat behind Bucky and he's like, you're not going to move your seat up, are you? Nope. nope. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> the two of them together, I said it last week and it just keeps being true. They have great comic um chemistry between the two of them they are really funny together (laughs) i will say this too since we haven't talked about but i this is another thing that always bugs me and we've talked about before with fandoms Mm -hmm. fuck you guys for threatening Wyatt Russell. Oh, jeez. Guys. Like, the actor Wyatt Russell did nothing character. to you. Remember yeah. in James Allen Pop Strike Back? <laughs> yeah. Fictional characters. <laughs> it's They did it with Rose in Star Wars. They mm-hmm. did it with Jar Jar Binks. And now here we are with Wyatt Russell mm-hmm. getting threats. Uh, and it doesn't even make that much. Stuff. Like, yeah, we all don't like John Walker. He's a dick, but he's not. It's so weird because he's not a bad guy, but he's not a good guy. He is just... He's like, a misguided p- he's guy. Just, yeah, he's just kind of like a douche with good intentions who doesn't know... Doesn't realize that being Captain America doesn't mean he can do whatever he wants. Because he even yeah. has that moment in the episode... Uh, when they find out, he and uh, Battlestar find out that it was Bucky and Sam that sprung Zemo. And uh, Walker says something about uh, how they're going to follow them or whatever. And Battlestar is like, you know, that's not exactly the way we're supposed to do this. That's not like on the book. That's not protocol. And he, uh, Walker says, look, if we get the job done, who's going to care how we did it? You know? Yeah, we got. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's just like yeah, he's gonna start slimming down the. He's gonna start like trying to tread tread lightly on what is considered legal or not. No it's like as long as it gets the job done. No reason at all to threaten a dude, though. God, yeah, it's damn. so stupid. God, you know who he reminds me of, though. If this is what keeps up, and if people hate him that much, and actually John Walker kind of as a character is not to this extent, but. That poor kid who played Joffrey on Game of Thrones that, like, couldn't go anywhere because people harassed him just because he was so good at playing King Joffrey. Yeah. And to a certain extent, John Walker is kind of like King Joffrey. He's not – I mean, King Joffrey was a psychopath, and he was really, really awful. But at the base of it, Joffrey's – thought process was i am king i can do whatever i want and that is sort of john walker's thought process i am captain america. i'm captain america i can do what yeah. i want <laughs> yeah. yeah i i've really like as much as we pick on him for looking like carl mm-hmm. from up like he's been doing a great job like i've really been enjoying his character mm-hmm. uh like there really hasn't been a character i haven't enjoyed Nope. Throughout the Marvel TV series stuff. Nope. Not at all. So, yeah. So, I like I said, like, if he ends up becoming U.S. agent in his own show down the line, mm-hmm. I'd be kind of interested in that. I don't necessarily know if he's going to have his own show, but I have a feeling he will be U.S. agent in some capacity going forward. I don't... 
know how he'll have his own cameos in the films and whatnot, but I imagine they didn't hire him just for this show. Right. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's going to be very interesting going forward. It's one of those things where, like, Marvel in general, going forward with their TV shows, they're just opening doors left and right Mm -hmm. with WandaVision, this, and then Loki. They're just going to be opening so many doors to so many like possibilities for shows. It's not this year that Miss Marvel is, right? It's next That's year. That's next year. Because Miss Marvel is also going to open some weird doors. And that might be a one that's not for you or I necessarily. We've talked about that before, how that might yeah. not be for us. But it's going to definitely be for a lot of people. But depending on how she gets her powers... Because I know in the comics she got Terrigen misted and is technically an Inhuman, but yes. they don't have Inhumans in the MCU. Um, well, they did briefly, and then that got canned. Right, but I don't think that even counts in the MCU anymore. Kind of like how uh, Agents, Agents of, of Shield still kind of does. Right. In a way. It's so bizarre with when it comes to like Agents of Shield and yeah. Like, but I think I Inhumans. think that whole thing is kind of severed from actual MCU canon. Um, yeah. So they could bring the Inhumans back or they could do something else with Miss Marvel. It would be... I would assume Miss Marvel would kind of be like the... In, that would be the make... That would make the most sense is make that the Inhumans mm-hmm. like kind of plug. Uh, maybe, maybe not an Inhumans movie beforehand or after or whatever, but like this mysterious wave happened across like the world or whatever. Sure. And specific people with specific genetics got cocooned and then came out with powers. Mm. And then you kind of can argue that could also be a hand into the X-Men stuff. Yeah. Cause I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to introduce mutants into the, uh, I did hear another fan theory and even the person that said it admitted it was a stretch but they had an idea it wasn't so much as a theory as a wouldn't this be cool because Zemo mentions something about um, in this episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier how Sokovia all the land was stolen by neighbors before they even finished cleaning up the rubble and the person was like what if one of the neighbors is Latveria. I mean, it I, it took me a minute mm-hmm. because Latvia, they brought up Latvia, and I was just like, wait, wait a minute. I did the minute. whole thing. I did that whole thing, too. I was like, oh, my God, they're in Latvia. Dr. Do... Oh, wait, no. Latvia is a real place. Latveria yeah. is a fake place. <laughs> but I wouldn't... That would not... Actually, I kind of like that theory that, like, Latveria... Like, Doom like, comes in... what if in they were, like, a small this- country, and then Dr. Doom, after Sokovia was destroyed, was like... All right, we're taking that land too. <laughs> you know, I would, I would be down with that. Would be a great, like, great way to at least get Doom in the Marvel universe. Well, we know he's gonna have uh, to be at some point because they're making that Fantastic Four movie. No, they're not gonna do. It's not gonna be Doom. It's gonna be Fing Fang Foom or Mole Man. Ah, <laughs> uh, Fing Fang Foom would be so weird to see in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> so weird, like. Or American Kaiju. I mean, I guess at this point they can pretty much do whatever they want. But every time there's something weird like that, like a dragon, I'm like, really? Like, is that going to work? Like, We say that after watching the Suicide Squad trailer and seeing a giant starfish and be like, yes. <laughs> this is true. I was pretty stoked about Star the Conqueror. Yep. Did you watch the second trailer they put out? The Green Band one? Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. I I liked it too. It's really good. I I mean, it's it's less Peacemaker talking about eating dicks, but it's still really... I'm a smidge, smidge worried that it is going to be more Guardians of the Galaxy 2 than Guardians of the Galaxy 1. That's the only comparison I have to... In that... James Gunn really thinks he's hilarious. And so... 
I did think Guardians of the Galaxy was really funny. But, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, he put in even more quote-unquote jokes. And it was too much, and I thought too many of them didn't work. So I'm a teeny bit worried that The Suicide Squad has Guardians of the Galaxy 2 levels of James Gunn jokes versus Guardians of the Galaxy 1 James Gunn jokes. <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting because there was the the green trailer showed two new care uh, two new characters that we hadn't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Well, Ratcatcher. Ratcatcher two. Well, she's the uh, she was in the Red Band trailer, but she didn't use her rats. She was the girl yeah, who said, "Why would somebody cover the beach yeah. in penises?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then there's also the guy who like splits his body parts oh, off. Oh, arms fall off, boy. Arms fall off, boy, who I'm assuming is Nathan Fillion. I think so. I'd have to watch the trailer again real quick. He has a he has a mask on in oh, it, but yes, he's an un, it, he's an unnamed Nathan Fillion's an unnamed character, and I'm like, it's arms. It's fall gotta off, be man. arms fall off, boy. Who is one of the yeah. dumbest, weirdest, most <laughs> random characters, and I kind of love that James Gunn picked him. Like that's the thing. Like we were talking about last week. Um, I'm very curious of who's going to die. So many of these characters are going to get killed. They better. There are so, so many of them. They're cannon fodder. And that's kind of what I like about there being so many characters in this. Oh, and uh, wasn't Mongal in the... Was she in the Red Band? Mongal was in it, Yeah, Mongal. She was, like, hanging off the helicopter. Yeah, I didn't think she was in the Red Band trailer, though. Which, funny enough, the the woman that's playing Mm -hmm. her was one of the Amazon warriors in Wonder Woman. Nice. Cuz like I was looking her I was looking up the cast and I was looking her up. No no reason you don't need to ask no why. No reason. No uh, reason at all. No, no reason whatsoever. It's not that she's like a hot bodybuilder looking woman. Uh step on me queen. I mean what? <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, uh it's going to be an interesting movie. I'm super stoked. I can I can definitely see the worry of maybe too many jokes. Yeah, I when James Gunn is let off the leash to do whatever he wants, he goes a little bit overboard for me. Do you personally. think that? Do you think like depending on how well Suicide Squad, which I'm assuming this movie is going to do well in general, um, but you also have oh the I think it's officially called oh shit here comes Peacemaker. Is that the name uh, of the show? I think oh, that's I'm not 100 percent so. sure. I gotta look at a he. I, I gotta look it up, but like, do you think that will be the same kind of, uh, uh, kind of th- uh, like too many jokes? Like, would it be more like Doom Patrol? Oh, it's called, it's called Fuck, it's Peacemaker. That's even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if it was along the lines of Doom Patrol, I would be perfectly okay with. It. If it was like. Doom Patrol smashed together with um, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier a little bit um, because Peacemaker is not like a super powered character as far as I know. He's more like a Punisher type. Yeah. So if it was a little bit like goofy in the way of uh Falcon, uh, not Falcon, Goofy in the way of Doom Patrol, but also kind of on the level, like street level of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that I think would be pretty good. Wouldn't it be great if they just like did a crossover with Doom Patrol with Peacemaker? That would be pretty great. Like, like Robot Man just runs in the Peacemaker. Oh, that would be really great. <laughs> oh, Robot Man, oh. God, that would be really good. When is next season Doom Patrol? I'm not they sure. I think uh, I think COVID threw it off. Yeah, because I know I that sure they... I know that the season actually ended up being cut short because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, let's see if there's any. I'm googling right now if there's any news about Doom Patrol season three. I don't. see see anything uh let me go uh let's see i'm gonna look real quick doom patrol season three and see 
because I don't think they've probably even started. Uh, oh, the first site that pops off is pops up is inverse.com. I'm not checking them or hidden oh, remote or the cinemaholic. There's so much oh, like, screen ran. Here we go. It says DC uh, doom patrol season three has begun filming. And that was on January 6th. Screen rant is still not like my favorite site, but I trust them more than I trust those other sites. I mentioned. Yeah. It's so hard these days. Cause I, there's a lot of reputable sites mm-hmm. that, um, have somehow come gone off the like the deep end. Uh, in terms of not a lot of them, but like some of the ones I used to go to, mm-hmm. just became re- like weirdly political. In say. terms of movie and TV news, pretty much the only ones I believe are Hollywood Reporter, Variety, and The Wrap. Usually can uh. As far yeah, the rap, right? Yeah, I think that's the third one. Um, all the rest of them tend to get their news from the other places. Yeah, they're all, it's all just a string of just, we got it from this website, mm-hmm. then got it from Variety this website. Is reporting, Holly, uh, Variety's reporting, the rap is reporting, or Hollywood Reporter yeah. is, yeah, Hollywood Reporter, Variety, and the rap, I think. Although there was one, oh shit, I know what we didn't talk about that got me wicked excited and I just remembered it just now, is Pierce Brosnan playing Dr. Fate oh, yeah! in the Black Adam movie. The Black Adam movie gets more and more interesting to me. Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate, I'm like so The old. Rock as Black Adam is already a pretty good idea. Then they've got... Um, I just I just had it up oh, like the actor oh. that was in Invisible Man. Oh shit, I can't remember his name. The dude that played the cop that Olivia Let's that see. Elizabeth Moss lived with. He's playing Hawkman. Yeah. And then uh Pierce Brosnan playing Dr. Fate. And I was like, "Oh and shit." And there's someone else's Hawkgirl. Oh, is Hawkgirl in it too? Oh. I didn't even know that. I think so. I thought it was just Hawkman. F- uh god they don't make this easy for to find things. Let's see, Black Adam cast, because there was like four characters that were announced. Uh, okay. Oh well, Aldous Hodge is Hawkman. That's the name I was trying to think of. Aldous Hodge. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Who like Digimon? Who sons the wizard? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, probably. Oh, he's well. I think he's the same wizard. But there was someone else, like, there was a woman, I think, is... Oh, uh... I know Helen Mirren is going to be in Shazam 2. Yeah, I think she's the... She's gonna be a bad guy. Yes, she is. But I don't really yeah, care about Yeah, but they haven't Shazam said who. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's someone else, though. There was, like... There's Adam... Well, there's, like, Adam Smasher, I think, is in this. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Adam Smasher is in the movie, but I can't remember who's yeah, playing him. Noah Centineo is playing Adam Smasher. Pierce Brosnan, Doctor Face, Aldous Hodges, Hawkman. Sarah, okay, Sarah Sha- Shahi is playing ISIS. Uh, oh okay. Uh, that was who I thought it was, and then uh, oh, and Contessa Swindell is playing Cyclone. Those two names I don't recognize. Uh, Cyclone or the actor or the the character. Yeah. Yeah, well, but yeah, I I was mostly just stoked about oh my god, Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Doctor Fate. Fate. I'm so dead. It was either that or I would have laughed even harder if he if he was Zatara. Yeah, there is a Zatanna movie in development um, from the director, the writer and director of Promising Young Woman, which I know you haven't seen it, but I love that. Yeah, movie. I haven't seen it yet. I still plan it's to really at some good. point. Everybody says it's pretty damn good. So, yeah, it's, it's so yeah. So I'm down with if she's gonna do a Zatanna movie. I'm down with that. Mm. Cool. I don't know, like because yeah, we have a little bit of a break because the only real nerdy thing happening again this week will be Falcon Winter Soldier. Yep. Um, I might read some more comics. I think all of Death Metal is finally on the DC app. 
Ooh, I'll have to look. I've been mostly reading uh, Superman comics lately. I've still been continuing my quest to uh, learn more about Superman. I, I, I've fallen off a little bit. I should continue X of Swords, but I should also read some more of the DC stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, there's a couple new books coming out this week that I think... Well, the the book I know for sure it's coming out this week that I'm currently have to get is the last issue of King in Black. Yep. Which, thank God that thing's over. It's been putting out, like, like side stories, like, <sighs> of the wazoo. And I'm like, just stop it. <laughs> yeah, that is... <sighs> Here's another thing that kind of bugs me, grinding my gears on comics. Uh, they just put it. They just put the first issue of this series called "The Curse of the Man Thing," <laughs> or "The Curse of Man Thing." <laughs> um, but it's not like that's not the title of the book. It is whatever title it is. It's Avengers. Like this first one is Avengers: Curse of the Man Thing. So you have to go and collect other books for the complete story instead of just making it one cohesive story fuck and it bugs it bugs me so much that's well that's like i was trying on uh dc infinite i was trying to read uh the original death and return of superman yeah but the only way you can do that is to read the individual issues because it was spread out over uh action comics superman uh but doesn't the dc app like set that because it did that with me for some of the stuff not for that particular storyline it does it does do you can read full storylines but for whatever reason they don't have that one storyline laid out in a block that's that is it was really weird and frustrating um like I know there's like a new ongoing Robin series that's coming out soon yeah. where Damien goes on his own. No. I don't know. Me. Like I don't like I, Damien. We didn't talk ab- <laughs> We didn't talk about it that w- at all like in comic ways, but it's going to be interesting going forward. I mean, we talked about how they're going to probably jack up to single issues being Well, there's like, no probably they're doing it. Uh DC's already well, yeah. released the well, ma- price of some of their yeah. books. And now Marvel has cut ties with diamond uh as their distributor and have moved on to penguin (laughs) publishing dc did they don't do penguin but dc's had already cut ties with diamond a while back yeah so like so that's just um and i was talking with someone at work because they do all like the ordering and stuff and you have to do it in a very specific way because of how dc comics now comes out on tuesdays i'm just like i can't keep up with this Like, there's, like, very few books I get my hands We've on said it on a weekly basis. Yep, we both said it. Thank yeah. goodness we can go back and just read the old stuff because it's too difficult to keep up with current stuff. I don't have the space. Not just the space, but just the getting comics on a regular basis and keeping up with the regulars is just too much. It's... I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't wait for the time, the day I move and have my own spot so I can somehow show everyone what I've got. I know it's nothing compared to some people. Sure, there's... Like, some people have a lot, but damn. There are some people with insane comic collections, so... <sighs> yeah. The life of a nerd. I know. Well, I think that just about wraps that up for this week. We'll end on, uh, the life of a nerd. (laughs) Life of a nerd. Later, everyone. Later. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. If you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do so. It really helps us out. Also, what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review. We really do appreciate it. Find us online on Facebook. Just look for Two Broke Geeks. Find us on Instagram, 2BGPod, and on Twitter, at 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com or on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Oh, it's over. It's over.